This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. So for today, I know you wanted to play a game of Am I the Asshole? So I think we should definitely do that. that. Yeah. And then I thought, well, the the laundry. Oh, the horse treats in the laundry. I mean, I'm 100% guilty of that. But my husband doesn't do my laundry, so it's only me that I had to be mad at. (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of a, a unique issue that I have. It's it's hard. Okay, so having a house husband, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. I Give have a me. house husband and I know um that's something to aspire to for for many spouses. Uh and it was agreed upon many years ago that when I could he was supporting, you know, the family while I was pursuing lots of 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 other things but also raising Calvin. I was doing a lot of stuff I could do from home and you know, school pickup and all that nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And it was agreed upon that I wanted to be the career person and he would then retire gracefully to run the home. And, uh, and so we have that situation in place now, but it's hard because you can't complain about anything. Uh, (laughs) Yes. It's her, his purview. It's like, you don't want to be his boss and act like he's getting a bad review. Right. And also, like a lot of men, he doesn't take criticism particularly well. Yeah. Um, but but there's but yeah, there's that um, that element of. Uh, well, he's doing the work, so why why would I criticize, you know, like I'm lucky that he is doing literally everything and waiting on me hand and foot, which is essentially what my lifestyle is. Uh, <laughs> um, Brag, why don't you? I mean, <laughs> hey, you've earned it. You both have earned it. It's not. It wasn't intentional. I never expected the um, the level of service that I get in my own home. <laughs> <laughs> but you're but sure it, not going to give it back. No, and it delineates in weird ways. Like he does things that I had reached a point in my life in New York that I wasn't doing anymore. Like he does the laundry. And in New York, we didn't have washer dryer. And I had for a period of time washed our clothes at home and then when we reached a point where we could send our laundry out because that's pretty inexpensive in New York I started sending the laundry out having it returned to me folded and that felt like a really good use of money like when you I like to consider my time uh, what the value of my time is and the value of my time and having someone else do a family's worth of laundry was like fantastic yes absolutely makes your life easier makes your life easier but like when you work from home things like laundry can derail your productivity in ways that you don't even uh, like expect or anticipate or yeah the interruptions Mm -hmm. yeah because it's a distraction um 
that keeps happening. Like, oh, it's in the clothes are in the washer. That's forgotten about. Oh, they're done. They have to go in the dryer. Oh, I have to leap up and check them. Oh, they're not dry yet. Like, it's just a constant distraction. Mm-hmm. And when you add that into all your other constant distractions, it just is one more thing to take off of your plate if you possibly can. So anyway, he does the laundry now. And clearly here on the farm, we're not sending out our laundry. But even back in celebration, I was like, do we really need to do this at home? And he's like, yes, we do. So, okay, fine. I'm not doing it. Whatever. So every now and then I get these little like, honey, do you think you could possibly check your pockets for, I don't want to say it's passive aggressive. That's unkind. No, but he's asking for you to do something. It's almost like we're uncomfortable asking each other things about our chore delineation. And so it's like, can you please take the tissues out of your pocket? Yes, I'm sorry. I won't. I won't take the tissues out of my pocket. It's never going to happen. It's like a game of Uh, chicken. Can you please take the chapstick out of your pocket? Can you please take your headphones out of your pocket? Ironically, I have washed headphones. They seem to manage just fine. I don't know. For some reason, I got a lot of pushback about the horse treats in my pocket. Maybe it's because they crumbled to a fine dust and coated everything in the dryer. That could do it. I mean, at what point does it stop being my responsibility to check my pockets because I've proven I've never going to do it? So it's like this case of learned helplessness a little bit where you're a just like. A little bit. Like, you know, there's stuff in my pockets, dude. It's been established. We've just been here for 20 that. years. <laughs> well, and am, am, am I wrong? Or in this instance, was the not even in the laundry yet? It was somehow put somewhere else and he just then took it upon himself to wash it uh, oh yes that's a great detail um I, I could have been a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't tend to wear my riding breeches for very long periods of time because i only ride for like 20 or 30 minutes and so i pull them on i groom and i ride uh i turn out and then i come in and i change out of them generally speaking, so I can wear them again tomorrow because I like riding in full seats, as we know, for stability and safety. And I only have so many pairs of full seats. So I have a spot for them in the bathroom where I lay my tomorrow's breeches. And that is where they were plucked from, the spot. They were not in the laundry. I think that is a great point that completely slipped my mind. Um, you're would, welcome. I would have to hire <laughs> legal counsel. I could never represent myself. <laughs> well, because I just like it's fair that he would want you to empty your pockets. I think that's fair. Okay. I think it's also been established you will not do that. And right. so as as the house husband, the laundry connoisseur, that is part of the laundry person's job is to check pockets. I do that for my own children when I was doing their laundry. Now I am no longer doing their laundry, so their problem is their problem. But it being in a non-hamper-like setting, he went rogue. He took it upon himself to determine that this was dirty. I think he did. I think this is a case of going rogue. He's gone rogue. He's gone absolutely out of control. It's like he walked into a kitchen. He saw bread that was resting, not ready to be baked yet. And he just put it right in the oven. And then he was mad at me when it didn't rise. Well, it was proving, darling. I watch a British baking show, too. I know these words. I was Paul Hollywooding. 
<laughs> yes, and I mean, I think I think you were both probably now to take his side because I'm a Libra and I like to do the whole balance thing. Um, and I know for my fact, I have a little area in my room where I leave my clothes for the next day. Or, you know, I take off clothes and I say, oh, I'm going to put this sweatshirt on tomorrow morning and I'm going to do this, right? It drives my husband insane. He's OCD. His side of the room is glorious. Mine has a pile and I call it the ADHD pile because it's where but, all things go yeah. that I know I will f- deal with later. You have to have a pile because you don't have unlimited time. Correct. You have stuff exactly. to do. I'm yeah. busy, but little b. Okay. I got priorities <laughs> and laundry is not one of them. So I do that. So it drives me crazy. But so I'm saying if you have this pile as the house husband, could it potentially drive him a little bit insane and where he felt like I'm just going to clean this up because she always leaves this pile here? And could he have gone rogue a second time but pleading insanity at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he is a Taurus, so he's very stubborn. <laughs> so his inclination will be that he's going to show me he doesn't like my little pile by continuing to take the clothes out of it, removing them and laundering them, thus proving what an excellent husband he is and rendering me, uh, you know, incapable of self-defense because my clothes are always clean. Okay, my well, then in argument. this case, you've left a booby trap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The form of peppermint treats. Oh, those do get attached to everything. (laughs) (laughs) Quite sticky. No, actually, no. It's that I buy the cheap Mana Pro ones because I feed so many treats. And my horses love me. Um, Hi, Kitty. Bribery for the win. Yeah, they win. Actually, so now Ben has decided to hang out at the back gate in the morning and listen because the kitchen window's open and he can like see in the kitchen window. And whenever he hears me in the kitchen, he whinnies. So it's gotten (gasps) bad. It's gotten really bad around here. I know it's adorable, but bad. Well, Uh (laughs) it's like you don't need a rooster. You have a Ben. Oh, my God. Yeah, at least it's a prettier sound. Maybe you should mix up your timing and try to do treats at different times and not just go out and give him a treat for existing. You well, know? I didn't give him one this morning. <laughs> um, speaking of trouble, the cat has decided. You remember having toddlers? Remember what that was like? That's my current existence with this well, cat. Well, I feel like this cat wants to be co-host and is slowly icing me out. He's That's standing right in front of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, I saw your post about him. <laughs> I reveal everything online. I have no <laughs> secrets. Um, yeah, the horse treat. Yeah, so I buy those like big bags of Mana Pro and they're a pellet. Usually they're like a half inch long and like a quarter inch thick. Mm-hmm. And I, I stuff those in my pocket, maybe like 10 because there's like um, a procedure and Ben knows the steps of the procedure and now Manny's involved and Manny knows the steps, which is you get a treat for coming over to the gate so I can halter you. That's fair, right? I think that's and then fair. Manny has but to have a treat, okay. And then, well, because Ben used to be uncatchable. That's no, I get it, I get it. But eventually, yeah. you have to fade the lure. Mm. Well, I used what? to use entire carrots. So, <laughs> well, well, so like, if they're really good about coming to get haltered, then you have to ask more of them before they can get a treat. So they have you have to kind of like add in something a little bit more challenging. So, right. And then, for example, uh, 
if they come to the gate and let you halter them, what else could you do before giving them a treat? I don't know. This sounds kind of like a tiger mom kind of thing (laughs) where everything's got to be a lesson. Like the kid says, mommy, mommy, cow. And you're like, yes, bovinus. Like, and (laughs) that kid has to learn something every time. I just want him to come get a, you know, get a salter on. Oh, no, I get that. But what I'm saying is, because, you know, listen, I'm, I'm all about the positive reinforcement. I get my horses treats all the time. But, and both my horses actually did used to run away as well. Um. But now when they get haltered, they get scratches and it's like, good boy. And they get scratches and they come in, they get groomed and then, you know, they pick up their feet really nice. Then they get treats. Right. Or so. So it's just so I'm not kind of giving them constant sugar. I'm giving them praise. I'm just kind of mixing it up. Well, I'll think about it because I could. I mean, in your instance, you're basically you're skipping to second treat and second treat. This is well established with Ben is after he has a saddle on. And I'm putting on my half chaps and my helmet before I bridle. That's when he gets his second treat. And he knows this and he turns his head in anticipation. Um, This goes back about three or four years. Second treat. Uh, It's like a second breakfast for hobbits. Yeah. But the complication (laughs) and where another treat often comes into play is that while I'm grooming Ben, I also groom Manny because he comes up and is hanging out. And after I pick Manny's hooves, I give him a treat because he is now done. But when I give Manny his treat for being done, then Ben also wants a treat because Manny has one and that's fair. So sometimes second treat is actually third treat. So basically what you're saying, and there's no judgment here, but uh, (laughs) that your horses are training you? (laughs) I think I'm going for path of least resistance because my life is busy and complicated. And if it takes one seven ninety nine bag of treats that I purchase once every month, <laughs> then I feel like that's okay. <laughs> no, it is. And I don't want to sound judgy. I just, it's funny because I, with delight, he gets very unhappy during saddling, right? Because of sure. past trauma. So during saddling, if he looks at the saddle and he doesn't pin his ears, he gets a treat. If he sniffs the saddle and doesn't bite it, he gets a treat. Like so I'm I'm kind of trying to shape a behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's got positive associations with it. Eventually, however, it will be you've got the saddle on. Here's a treat, right? Like just that one, not all the lead-ups to it. So is there no resentment on the horse's part when you skip the treat or make them work a little extra harder for it? They're not like I I looked at the saddle with a positive attitude. Where's the treat? Oh, now it, you're girthing up? What? You don't get pushback? <laughs> um, I mean, you they could definitely ask for it. Like, you know, but the the thing I do regularly with them, even when we do groundwork, is I'm constantly shaping a behavior. So I like with I taught Delight how to fist bump, right? Um, he got really confused. So when we first did it and he accomplished it. He couldn't figure out if it was him touching his leg first or if it was his leg touching my fist. So he would offer up both, like back and forth, back and forth and trying to figure it out. So when he kind of relaxed and then we just did the fist bump and he didn't do the leg, uh, then he got it. So I was kind of clearing up the situation for him, right? So it's – they don't necessarily – they kind of problem solve. 
So what you're doing is getting them thinking, what do I have to do to get this treat? And so they don't necessarily get mad, but they start problem solving where they say, okay, I didn't get the treat this time. So what do I need to do? And they start offering different behaviors, positive behaviors usually, right? Or attention seeking behaviors. So it's it's just um, obviously I'm not like Shauna Karash or anything like that. Um, but I have found that, for example, I used to do care stretches with, with Ferris all the time. And I don't do them as much anymore, but I could point to his hip and tell him to touch his hip. I can point and tell him to bow. He does those things without a treat. I give him a treat when he's done. Right? So okay. I'm I'm kind of just adding challenges. It's like if you think about it this way, I'm going to put it in terms of like when you start doing up-downs, right? You're trotting. You're starting to do mm-hmm. up-downs. It's just the posting that you get, hey, you did a great job. And then you start working on your diagonals. And then the diagonals is where you get, you did a good job. And then you start working on transitions. And it's like, you picked that right up perfectly. Good job, right? So it's like you're kind of improving and you're marking the improvement, not the thing you already know. That triggered a memory of me learning to ride. And I see how I am taking my own reaction to things and putting it on a horse. When I was learning to post, I learned to post was very hard. And then I had to learn diagonals and I was furious. I was tired. I just triggered you completely. I was like, (laughs) why didn't you, why didn't we start with this? Like, why didn't you say stand up when you see the horse's shoulder go out? Why did I have to learn one thing? And now I have to relearn it with an added and I was like this is ridiculous are you sure this is even a thing because I feel like you would have taught this to me already right like you're just adding this on it was kind of like like in the Harry Potter books like JK Rowling would make me so mad because she would introduce a new a new like magical creature and then that creature was through all the rest of the books and I was like why wasn't it in the first book did they just discover this oh no it's got thousands of years of magical history that's weird because it wasn't in three of these books and that's how I felt about diagonals (laughs) or maybe maybe (laughs) the Harry Potter reaction was how I felt about diagonals coming out again I don't know um but the point is uh I see what you're saying (laughs) you have made excellent points and uh and I'll think about it I I you're such a liar you're just gonna treat your horses it's fine no I'm gonna think (laughs) about it the problem is I get so distracted and I go through my routine because I'm thinking and one of the things I decided to try to do this year was be more comfortable with like silence because I tend to fill silence with podcasts or something but I need more creative sort of space and so I thought I'm gonna work more in silence and I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'm, I'm entering some sort of weird meditative state when I'm out doing You're leveling pictures. up. <laughs> so bizarre. It's good. Uh, I, I had to like, oh, you know, go through a whole bunch of emotional trauma of the past, you know, my entire life. I had to cover all of that again. Um, and now I'm getting to a point where I can start thinking about, you know, books. <laughs> you know, just my livelihood. So I haven't, you know... I haven't leveled up, let's say, to thinking about what I'm doing with my hands while while I'm processing my entire life's traumas over and over. Podcasts were easier. It was easier to just listen to something. Well, it's always easier to focus on something outward than it is to focus on something inward. 
I'm focusing outward on my destructive cat at the moment. Your cat's literally just trying to dive bomb our podcast right now. He's my God, what an attention whore. All day. He's been the absolute worst, haven't you? Nightmare. He's like... Oh my so God, anyway, what a cutie. Horse streets in my yeah, laundry. Listen. I say those are the hazards of the job, friend. <laughs> or, I you am know, not the asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, and I don't think you are. I, I, as a horse girl, as someone who leaves clothes in piles, um, no, I do feel like when my husband asks me nicely, to do something i do try to do it just especially because he's doing me a favor yeah um so i would probably feel a little bit guilty but again not the designated hamper not the designated laundry pile so exactly it, it would be different me. i yeah. think he went rogue i think he fully went rogue and this one maybe not that the others but this one might be excused fair thank you very much Judge <laughs> I, I feel like we need to run the judge judy <laughs> Theme song right now. I will be presenting my husband with this evidence. <laughs> I'm sure he cares so much about what I think. <laughs> hey, can I, I have to tell you? So I have some exciting things happening this week. They're not adulting ones by any means, but <laughs> Ferris Ferris had a birthday. Ferris turned the big one five. Oh. And tried to yeet me. He oh. literally. Because I've had some time, so I was actually been riding a little bit more, and I've took my barn time planner, and I've, I've been tracking my rides, and and uh, I made the mistake of getting on him during feeding time, oh, and yeah. and uh, yeah, that was a spicy, spicy pony, uh, spiciest he's been in a while. I mean, there was there was I'm gonna spook when I pass the barn. There was I'm gonna stop going forward. There was gonna there was a lot of fun things. Now, funnily enough. I did also ride Delight this week, uh, not at feeding time, and he threw the biggest temper tantrum I've ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah. So we had – I have my theory, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this and get your opinion because, uh, you know, Delight's got a reputation and of, of a grouch, of someone who throws temper tantrums, of, of literally trying to kill people. And he's never done that to me, right? He's – when he acts out, there's always a reason. So he's never really acted out with me before. I put the new saddle on him and seemed to be going really, really great at the walk. And then I asked for the trot and he just starts throwing his head like a maniac. Like he was at the headbangers ball. You remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's got the long mane. So I'm like getting whipped in the face. Oh. And wow. Then I'm like, okay, let's change direction. Maybe there's something wrong with that bum shoulder of his, right? Something's wrong. What's wrong? So I change direction, pick up the trot. We get halfway around the arena, come, cuts right to the inside, tossing his head, starts like dolphining and like humping his back. And I was like, uh-oh. Then he charges across the arena and goes at a pony in the paddock. What? Like full stallion. And I was like, okay, I got to get off this horse. Like something is incredibly wrong. And, you know, a couple other little things happened. Now, I'm not the kind – this is where I like go back and forth. Part of me is like, okay, maybe he, he's had a couple months off. Maybe he's just being difficult, right? It can happen sometimes. You get a little overexcited. He's just decided he doesn't want to work 
That's not usual, but sure, it happens. He's lazy by nature. So maybe I push a little bit. Let's see what happens. Pushing was the wrong thing to do, okay? So I back off of him and I said, let's change direction. Instead of going forward, let's just go to the side. Let's like, where, where are we comfortable? So I get him to calm down. I get him to walk beautifully and quietly. <laughs> and Natalie, are you having a stroke? Um, no, you're fine. It's biting um, me. <laughs> Cat hates me. He doesn't ever remember me. So sorry. Um, no, you're fine. So, so I get him to calm down, and and the whole time I've got people going, "Oh my God, he's so spicy. Oh, he's just lazy. Push him, push him, push him," you know. And I barely have any reins on him, right? Like, because he doesn't do well with a lot of reins. So they're like, Shh, "Like, loosen your rein." I'm like, "They are loose, right? <laughs> Shorten right. your rein." They're no, I'm not shortening my rein. He's gonna go up, right? Like, I know this, and so I ended up getting him calmly standing. Once he was calm, I dismounted, made him stand there really quiet. And then I said, okay, if this – I don't – I think something's wrong. But if this is an instance of I don't want to work, let's just lunge you. I see if there's a lameness or if there's something going on, I'll see it better from the ground. Mm-hmm. If if it is a case of you don't want to work, then you'll learn that you have to work harder without me on your back, sure. right? So I put him on the lunge line. Ho, Nelly. Such a spice cadet. Like, he was so spicy. He was – he stumbled and then he would, like, jump up in the air and then he would turn his body. And I, I I haven't seen this from him since, like, we first started learning groundwork. Like, and I wasn't scared of this. Like, on the ground, I'm fine with him. Like, I can handle anything. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? And as I'm watching him, we're changing directions. He's stopping. He's looking at me. He Like, clearly something's wrong. The pad that I bought at Equine Affair, the really fancy new beautiful pad, yeah, started slipping back. So it was just working its way back underneath the saddle, which had not moved, and was just moving, 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 where eventually it was like half off. I said, that is it. That is what's happening. The pad was somehow moving and this is how sensitive that horse is. That's that incredible. E- and incredible. And, and it's a huge challenge for me as the rider, as the owner. Because when I was under saddle, I couldn't see anything moving. I couldn't feel anything moving. My weight was keeping it there. Yeah. But he felt it, that incremental movement. So I gave that pad to one of my friends oh my at the bar and I said, God. here's a brand new fucking pad. Oh my God. <laughs> because I obviously can't use this. Then I got mad at myself for not trusting the fact that I knew this horse was trying to tell me something and I didn't listen right away, right? Then I got over that because I was like, I did listen. I found it. I found it. So the next day I go back, lunch him completely naked. He's a perfect angel, like perfect angel. Lunch him with the saddle on, no pad, perfect angel. So it's not the saddle, thank God, because I literally was going to have a heart attack, like (laughs) huge heart attack after months and a lot of money. And so I started talking to people and I ended up finding hopefully a good solution. So tonight at my first ever lesson with him, which I'm trying not to forget about, I'm putting my trainer on him because Mm -hmm. I want to see her opinion. And she's going to ride him in my new setup that I think is going to work out nicely. And we're going to figure it out. It's always better to have a test pilot when I the agree. last time you rode the horse was a complete maniac. Yeah. I and she's like the one who plan. completely trained him off the track. So, like, she knows every button he's got. Right? She knows how far to push him, 
when to back off. Like she knows every single button. Now he is a different horse than he used to be. He's better. But I also backed my shit up. And I have this wonderful uh, client of mine who is a USDF dressage rider, bronze medal. She has got an amazing feel for horses. And her reaction when I told her the story was something hurts. And I love that. So I'm going to trailer him out next week and she's going to ride him and give me a full evaluation of like what he needs to work on, what I got to work with him, where he's weak, where he's strong, and help give me a plan because this horse is a challenge. Yeah. Well, I have two thoughts that come come to mind. The first is, is it possible that the saddle pad is too thick? You know what I yes. mean? Because yes. we've talked about that, like, right, like a saddle should fit and and then a saddle pad. Did you see that? <laughs> Your cat is literally playing assassin right now. He's now like five feet above me. Please pray for Natalie. <laughs> if, if you go dead silent, I have this on video. It's being recorded. We have proof. It was not Corey. It. it will happen on camera. <laughs> that, you know what? I feel like we should just maybe record some of this video sometime because this would be the moment. Oh, I have bought equipment. I'm getting ready to to seg into more video work so we should definitely but okay yeah, we'll we should make sure that the that. cat's always involved dear god um but yes your thoughts the saddle that those it's a it, that saddle pad is thick it's a western saddle pad right like we should be clear about what no we're this one about. is and i don't want to say the name because i love their company but mm-hmm. this is like you know it rhymes with like you know slack on your back oh really yeah oh, i'm thinking of a completely different one Okay. No, but it's so, it's it's the English one, but mm. it's it's very um it's very thick, yeah. and then the material on top is is slick. It's like very satiny. Oh, okay. So, so I think the combo. That's why it slid. I think yeah. I need. So he's a thoroughbred, and I've literally. I feel like when thoroughbreds are focused on their work, it doesn't matter what's going on on their back. Like when they're focused, focused, focused. I've literally. I was galloping a horse once and the saddle came ungirthed. The girth <laughs> came off. The and I didn't realize it till I heard like a jingling noise and and realized that the girth had completely disengaged from the saddle and was just kind of clinging be- beneath my leg. And the horse just kept galloping. Oh, was that sitting, was at a gallop? Well, I mean we were cantering in lay terms, but that word doesn't exist at the track we were we were cantering um but I was right in her middle and so I was holding the saddle in place with my yeah you were balanced right and she was just like okay I'm cantering I've got my head down I'm doing my job whatever and the the running martingale was down like between her knees like banging again she didn't pay any attention because she she knew what her job was and she was doing it and so and I have a, a similar you know whenever Ben gets all looky-loo when I'm riding him, which he did the other day. It was, you know, he's like, oh my God, I have to look this way. Oh my God, I have to look that way. Uh, he's doing it because he's not solving any problems. Like I'm Correct. not, yeah. it's always like lateral work is what gets his brain ticking. That was how I figured out he liked dressage better than hunters. Um, so when you go to your dressage trainer for a, for a, a look over, I feel like if she says, he's moving fine or he needs this strengthened or whatever. But when she gives you more intense sort of exercises to work on, maybe his brain will be too occupied to fixate on little, you know, he's like looking for something to fixate on, right? He's got so much brain. 
Yes, he's so smart. Uh um style pads make me mad uh, i'm mad now <laughs> here's how i'm gonna express how mad i am and it gives him something to do because some of these yeah. thoroughbreds, they get bored easy he does he needs the mental stimulation right big time and i think i think you're spot on i think it was a little bit of of both i think um i do a lot of like the mental work with him and again he's has not been ridden in a couple months Mm -hmm. okay and so he wasn't wild he could definitely have been wild like there was every excuse for him to act like a real jerk but arena like on the trail he's a different horse in the arena he gets bored yeah yeah that and that's a problem that i run into a lot not that i have an arena but i've always had limited riding spaces and um keeping that work interesting when a lot of times if I'm riding three days a week, I don't have a fit horse that I feel like I'm comfortable doing a ton of like transition work and things like that. And so to keep them occupied, I'm coming up with patterns and picking out logs to trot over and stuff. Oh, yeah. I love like grid work. Otherwise, they go nuts on you. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I have been – I think my plan for him has to be really different for, for the plan with Ferris because I'll tell you right now with Delight, this is kind of like a – I've worked so hard on getting him to communicate softly with me and Mm -hmm. tell me when something's wrong that I feel like he's kind of taken a little bit of advantage. Oh, yeah. Mom cares. (laughs) Yeah. And so so I think – and I'm listening so well that I feel like I might also be a little bit naive. So Mm -hmm. I have trouble gauging when to push and when to – to move uh move back and say you know what you're right because again he is so incredibly smart it's almost like we reached a compromise so we ended on the compromise but then i i made him work right so i made him kind of focus on me and the groundwork and listening to my aides so i knew that it was, our communication was still good and he did great with that um i need to get more confident with him under saddle because he tosses his head a couple times and throws his body and I have flashbacks to what everyone's telling me that he would rear right. and try to eat them, right? And so even though he's never done that to me, that's kind of like where I think it's going. So hence having some professionals on board. So tonight I'm really excited actually. Like it's my first lesson. But I told her, I said, listen, I know that it's my lesson and I'm supposed to be riding. But I'd really love – to have like watch you work with him have you tell me what you feel have you tell me what i should do in a situation if it occurs or and see like is this him taking advantage of me right or do we fix the problem right so oh it's just yeah i think this is a really common amateur dilemma and i think more than that it's a really common like return to riding type dilemma because you know we we had our ambitious or um you're not completely uh, free of fear of death childhoods, but you know, we, we had, we had our childhoods. We went off and we learned to empathize, right? We became mothers. We worked jobs. We dealt with spouses um, and we learned to empathize. And then we got back into horses and we're applying these lessons of life to our horses and saying, we want to empathize with you. We want to understand you. We want to do better by you than we did when we were children and also we have so much more information now than we had 30 or 40 years ago. And it's hard to know when we're tipping over one side or the other. 
and <laughs> I very frequently feel like it was so much easier 20 years ago because it would it would be considered a very fringe thing you know to be like worried about your horse's mood or how your horse right. is feeling it was you got on you made them go forward they did their bloody job they went in their stall you went on got on the next one that was an easy life compared to this <laughs> i know where's the existential crisis it was so straightforward i rode 10 or 15 horses i went home i went to bed everything was fine and oh my god now riding one for 20 minutes and thinking he's holding his head I don't like the tilt of his head. I really, maybe I won't ride him again until the dentist comes, which is in fact a decision that I made, but the dentist comes tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it was, everything was rub some dirt on it. And now it's like, oh, I hope he doesn't have a headache. What, what's going on in there, buddy? And the horse is like, Bleh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and it's funny too, because like with Ferris, right? My spicy little pony, he got spicy with me. And I can tell the difference on him. I've known I've known him so well that I can tell the difference between I can't and I won't. Mm-hmm. Right. So yesterday, because my friend had ridden him a couple a couple days earlier, and it was he was testing her the whole time. Like he literally, he was such a naughty boy. He would plant <sighs> his legs. He wouldn't go forward. Like there was so much he did wrong. But he's not dangerous. And he tried that shit on me. And I know what buttons to push. I know how to get him forward. I know how to, you know, like he'll ignore your leg if you kick. You have to wiggle. Like there's all these little things I know so well. So I'm working him through those things, just trying to make sure he doesn't get any bad ideas, right? Because this other person wrote him. And it was feeding time and he was spicy. I did not back off this pony. Like this pony was going to do his job until it was time for him to be done. And then when I walked him in, he had to wait in his stall until I told him he can have his food, right? Like I was not like he would like he would have come through anybody else. Like I was like, no, 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 you're waiting. Like this is ridiculous. So like I know when to push him. I know when he's being rude. I know when he's just thinking and plotting about I'm going to spook so this bitch can come off me. Like I know that pony well enough. And I know he's got it in him. Like, again, I like smart horses, so I'm screwed. But, yeah, with Delight, he's just such a wild card for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, you know, I know he loves me. I know he wouldn't intentionally hurt me. So I feel like his temper tantrum could have been so much worse. And it wasn't. He never bucked. He never kicked out. He he clearly let me know he was pissed. Like, clearly. Right. Um, and he, And even after, actually – he was still pissed at me because after I lunged him. So when I untacked him and everything, I went to bring him in a stall and he came at me. He tried really? to bite me. <gasps> yes. And so he hasn't done that in a really, really long time. And he was just mad. Like he was just mad. And so I blocked him. Like I just threw my hands up and blocked him like I've been trained to do and never had to touch him. And he just went against the back wall and then he apologized. And everything's fine. Next day was like it never happened. Right. That's him. Mm-hmm. Right. Smart horses sometimes are really – like, I love them, but my God, they test you so much. Yeah. And he's so big. Yeah. So it's – yeah, it's double intimidating and the the possibilities. Uh, he, I can't believe he charged another horse, like, that, uh, with me on her saddle. That made me think for a second, like, he just really hates that horse. No. <laughs> something happened. It sounds like such a hormonal thing to have happen. I think he was upset. And he couldn't act out to me because he loves me. So he acted out to this pony. 
Oh. Because he's passed this pony a number of times. He's never had a problem. He was pinning his ears at other horses. I think he was like redirected aggression. <laughs> he's like, look, I am so angry. I'm going to kill my friend. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I love my mom, but I want to murder her. And because I can't murder her, I'm going to try to murder you. Like, that <laughs> that's what I feel like happened. So anyway... Stay tuned because I'll have more information on that t- tonight. <laughs> so. I'm looking forward to that. So it must be so good to have a professional like nearby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I am lucky. I'm not a, I'm not ego driven at all in the sense that like, listen, I know I can ride, but I also know my limitations and I know when I need help and I'm not afraid to ask for help. So that's what I'm doing. And uh, we'll see. <laughs> You'll find out in the clubhouse. <laughs> Thank you for being a little weird with us, horse girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women.